You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Glazer. It's a hit of pod with Nikki Glazer. My headphones sound terrible. What is happening here? I know the other headphones give me such a migraine. Let me switch them. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I have no good headphones in this house. My dad is hoarding his Dr. Dre's. That's what he calls them. They're just beats by Dre. Um, but he keeps calling them. Ooh, these sound amazing. Where did I find these? I just picked up a pair of headphones from the floor that I've been avoiding. My dad's office has a ton of equipment, and these were just like on the floor in the corner. And they're fucking great. Oh, my God. I have an amazing voice. The t- the different notes, the timber, the... um. The uh, what's I'm thinking about describing wine. The tannins of my voice is an oaky uh, resonance. Um, yeah, I'm really appreciating it. It's not too bad. You know, if I had to hear this delayed even one second, I wouldn't be able to take it. But for some reason, the sound of my own voice as I'm speaking doesn't bother me. And I bet you would feel the same way. We've talked about this, you know, hearing the sound of your own voice is torture, except when it's like in real time. Feels pretty good. Feels crisp. Um, How are you guys? I got to get this podcast in. I'm doing it early because I just have a jam packed day. It's Monday and I did my radio show this morning. It was super fun. Um, Then I just went straight to getting work done and hopping on calls and I'm going to write a book that is going to happen. I'm going to start it. There's no more excuse. I made I made a, a, a plan for myself because I feel like smoking weed is something I do every day. And yes, it's something that like manages my anxiety. It gives me like a boost of energy and just um, happiness when, you know, I use it to deal with my depression because I'm my medication isn't right, obviously. So I'm supplementing. So it, it just helps me. Or so I think, because there is another side to smoking weed every day where like, oh, am I getting a little dumber? Am I getting a little less? Is it creating the the depression that it's then treating? So I've been really thinking about this a lot and uh, researching it and reading about um, weed and is it so bad? And I'm doing this podcast on 420, you guys. I very, I struggle I almost didn't want to smoke weed today because I'm like, it's just, it, I don't want to celebrate it. To me, it's something that I like wish I didn't need, you know? I love it. I'm not willing to give it up yet, but it's something that I probably, you know, it's stinky and it's, I look like a fucking crackhead smoking out of a little bowl, even though that's the easiest way to do it. And it's so funny because every time I go out to smoke weed on my parents' front porch, I set off the Ring app on the phone and I see myself because we have like great security cameras in this house. Whereas every time anyone goes in any door or near the building, I get an alert on my phone. So I see myself being a fucking little pothead while I'm being a pothead. And then I'm like, Oh wow, you look better than you thought you did. I literally, you guys, I went on the front porch today just so my ring app could show me a video footage of myself so that I could see what I look like. Because I can't look in a mirror anymore and I don't know what mirrors tell me. I see different things every time. I really do. I don't trust it. And something about being on screen when you're not in control, like it's a camera, an angle that you're not in control of, there's something, you know, when you go to a a Target or something, you go and I don't know why I'm thinking of Target, but 
any dressing room and there's two mirrors and you see like your backside, an angle of yourself that you're not used to, it's just like, you just kind of like freak out. You either freak out or you're just like, whoa, that's what I look like. It's so weird. It's just like seeing a video or uh, anything of yourself from an angle that you're, you can't see. It's just like crazy. Humans didn't have the ability to see themselves ever. It's not natural. And so anyway, I went out on the Ring um, app this morning just to like see what I looked like. And then I realized that my parents were getting it on their phone too. So they saw me just like kind of just on my phone on the front porch acting like an like just standing there waiting for the Ring app to click in because it's on a slight delay. Anyway, so I did that, but that's what I always do whenever I go into like a Walgreens and there's security footage. I like love or I'm like standing in line at 7-Eleven, you know, back in the day when we went out to places like I would always look up and look at myself from behind because you just get a better read on yourself. Um, so that's what I did today. Really full day. You know, I'm just like packing in. I had a call with some kid who's writing a paper about me. He's uh, doing for a, a college class. He's writing about female standups. And so he interviewed me for 25 minutes and I just started cleaning the house while I got that call done, which that felt very productive. He was adorable. He asked very cute questions. He asked about Louis C.K. and I was like sharing all these like kind of controversial thoughts about it. And, um, and I'm like, well, what am I doing? Why am I giving this kid this like fucking gold just for his like, you know, journalism 202 class like you know comedy in journal I don't even know what he's talking like I took a jazz journalism class I mean it was wild how specific I can get so anyway it's nice to be being that he chose me for his class that's what I told him I was like he was like thank you so much and I'm like thank you oh my god that makes me feel so special that someone would want to write a paper about me but I get it I used to be in college and I was trying to write about comedians and I'm a fucking comedian, you guys. I'm a fucking comedian. Uh, I don't feel like one most most days because it's been so long since I've done comedy. But listen, I, I remember how to do it. I'll be just fine. But I am going to write a book. I have to do it. I have to do it. I talked to my um, lit agent, which is just a fancy word for woman who wants you to write a book. So, um, you know, so she can bring in the money for the for the big boys. And not saying big boys as in like men. They're big girls in the big boy group. Although I don't know many top agents that are women. Maybe there there are those out there, but it's generally a male-dominated field. Anyway, she is a badass. And she actually helped me like refine and pick out a topic to focus on. And um it's that's very helpful. So I um thank God for people paying attention to what you do because I told her, I was like, I just appear on these shows and I don't really like aggregate all of the stuff that I'm talking about. I can't really like hone in on what I would be best at doing because I just see it as me. Like I don't know any, I'm not noticing patterns in myself as much as I, it, I'm certainly noticing them in other parts of my life, but I'm not, not like in terms of what should I write a fucking book about? I mean, can you imagine writing a goddamn book? Think about it. If you had to write about your life, like what you would write about, what like would you just start at birth and just start at your earliest memory and then go on? Like I don't know. I don't and the truth is is that it's not that hard to write a fucking book, okay? That's why there are so many goddamn books. Everyone acts like it's hard to write a book. It, this really helped me because when I was trying to quit smoking and quit drinking, um, especially with smoking, 
one of the reasons that people struggle with quitting smoking more than they should is because tobacco companies convince you, and I learned all of this in the Alan Carr method, the easy way, which by the way, I am going to be, my name is going to be on the cover of the upcoming easy way to stop vaping book because my, um, my mention of Alan Carr on the Joe Rogan podcast changed their sales and, um, really helped a lot of people. I get messages every day from people who have gotten sober because of his method. So anyway, they're putting me on the book. It's very exciting. I, they asked me and I was like, sure, my God, please. Anyway, um, one of the things that keeps people smoking is that they convince them, the tobacco companies convince you it's hard to quit. It's part of their model is to be like, it's super hard to quit. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. Oh my gosh, quitting so hard. It behooves them to sell you on that. Being being that it's hard to quit has never stopped from someone from starting smoking. You get started smoking, you think you're going to be better. It's not going to get you. No one wants to get hooked on anything. So so it's not hurting them by saying it's hard to quit smoking. No, everyone thinks that they're going to be the the exception to that. But once you start smoking and you can't stop, then suddenly you hear that it's so hard to quit smoking and you go, yes, it is. I am not weak. It's hard. And then you don't because you have an excuse. It's hard. It's hard. It's the hardest thing a human being can do. It's harder than quitting heroin. Like people may say grandiose things about how hard it is to quit smoking because they're scared to lose it. And if, if it's hard, that means you don't have to do it. You know, I'm not going to ever attempt to climb Mount Everest. That's the hardest thing you can do. It just uh, objectively is the hardest thing to do so and I know that because people die on it but like quitting smoking is actually not that hard and that's what you learn when you read this book and then once you learn it's not that hard you can do it but you have to free yourself from the brainwashing that has taken place by everything telling you it's hard and that's what I thought about with the book I was like why am I, I tend to kick this can down the road because I keep saying how hard it is keep saying, God, writing a book is the hardest thing. Every time I interview someone, everyone goes, it's the hardest thing. And I think it behooves, I'll use that word again. Yes, I will. I think it behooves a third time people who have written books to say that it's hard. Wouldn't you? If you did something, isn't it better to have the story be it was so hard and I did this thing that was so hard? Look at me. I think I'll probably do it. Once I write a book, I'll tell you how hard it was. But if you approach it like it's not that hard, and, and you just do it because that's I, ta- I did a podcast with Heather Monahan. She's been on my show before, but she's like a self-help. Um, she she gives like seminars and she's uh, written books about confidence. And uh, she's just like she's done a really successful TED talk. Heather Monahan is her name. And she was telling me that she goes, just write a book. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You have book offers and you're not doing it. She goes, it's easy. And I was like, that's the first time someone's been honest with me and said it's easy. She goes, it's not that hard. Nikki, this is my book. I'm holding it. It wasn't hard. If I can write a book, you can write a book. And then she went on to tell me that she would write for five hours a day. And I go, bitch, uh, that's different. You're different. You're extraordinary if you can do that. But what I'm going to do is write a book because I'm going to tell myself it's not that hard. So maybe whatever you're struggling with doing or starting and you you keep telling yourself it's too hard I can't do that that's hard just start being like is it is it really that hard is it maybe it's not hard maybe that's why you're not doing it is because you think it's hard change your mindset I don't know it might work 
Like if you're thinking, like my mom is terrified to run a mile. The idea of running a mile to my mom is truly impossible. Whereas really running a mile is not that hard. Truly running it, like let's just say running is being like the slowest jog. That's still a run. That's not that hard. She can get there. I know it. Even if she does it in like 20 minutes, like we can do it. And I told my mom I'd help her work towards running a mile because she gets very like out of breath easily. She's had collapsed lungs. She smoked for a really long time. She hasn't smoked for about like 10 years, but you know, she, but it just scares her because she's already had it in her brain that this is too hard. She's not, she shouldn't be able to do this. She can't do this. So mental. That's why I used to love doing seven minute planks. I used to set my alarm for seven minutes and I used to plank for seven minutes and it would be a sloppy plank. I mean, my butt's in the air. I'm going up and down, like I'm crawling around in agony. I just have to move because it's so painful. But as long as I stay up for seven minutes, every single time I'm doing it, I go, there's a part during the plank where I say, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. I can't do this. And then I do it because I, I know I can do it. I know it's not impossible, please. If someone had a gun to my head, I'd keep doing it. So why not put that gun to your head? <laughs> Metaphorically. You know? I And you know what? If none of this is resonating with you, please, please take comfort in the fact that I have not started writing a book. And so until I do, I'm not going to be able to like act like I, I, this is so easy. But it is easy. Remember what I said before? So let's all do something that's a little bit difficult today. You know? Might I challenge us all, if you're like feeling like I've felt, whereas you're like, I'm not putting anything good into the world. I, what's the point of any of this? Every day is like the same. Do something like, um, like, I don't know, reach out to someone who you would be flabbergasted if they reached out to you. How about that? That's a fun plan. I thought about someone earlier that I was like, oh my God, if this person reached out to me, I would be so like touched but I would be like, oh my God, they thought of me. That's so nice that they thought of me. I would feel so loved. Do that. Put that out there. Go be that for someone else. How about that? How about look through your phone and find someone that's not crazy for you to just check in on them and just be like, hey, hope you're well. I think it'll feel really, really good. So I challenge us all to do that. I have to go. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Squirt, squirt. Uh, reach out to a friend. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 